Welcome to another episode of This Engineering Life, the undergraduate series. I'm Rebecca Simmons, an associate professor of the practice in mechanical engineering and material science at Duke University. I'm joined with Sydney, Fran, Grant, and Priya, undergraduate engineering students also at Duke. We are just finishing up an academic year, and as is our tradition, we are doing senior reflections for this episode. Also, check out on our website, we have a new thing that we've started, and that is letters to my first year self. These are our letters and reflections written by our seniors, giving themselves advice to their freshman first year selves. Please look, it is thisengineeringlife.com for those and enjoy this episode. We are going to start off with our interviewees giving us one word to describe their experiences at Duke as an engineering student. Intense. Unexpected. Focused. Explorative. Bankers. Theoretical. Very diversifying. The unexpected. Hectic. Hey everybody, my name is Fran. I am here today with seniors Caleb Edgar and Jonah. They're studying mechanical engineering after Duke. Caleb is planning on going to SpaceX and Jonah is going to Spin Lodge, both aerospace companies. Edgar is interested in automotive engineering. He's president of the motorsports team and he's planning on working at Colleague Racing after Duke. So I'd like you each to think of one singular word to describe your Duke experience, specifically in Pratt. I would say intense, just sort of a lot of what we've done has very, very much been what you make of it. I think in Duke Engineering, you very much can kind of coast and not really get a lot done if you're not really excited about what you're doing. So one word for me would be unexpected. So I come from a fairly small town or where, where people have like fairly low expectations. And so coming to Duke, a lot of the experience was just, I mean, seeing the kind of people that exist. The entire thing was a massive learning curve. I mean, I came in being like the smartest kid in every room to suddenly being, according to grades, certainly one of the dumbest. And so it was definitely an unexpected experience and something I had to learn to deal with, right? And figure out how to actually study for classes, which took some time, right? and how to also integrate myself kind of into the Duke community and figure out where I fit in. I would say the one word that kind of describes my experience in Pratt is focused. I kind of already knew what I was aiming for because I wanted to work on race cars for a long time. And Duke as a school, as well as the Pratt School of Engineering, has given me the resources not only to succeed as an engineer in general, but also helped me reach my goal to be a race engineer in the future with, with a NASCAR team. Good words. All right, now we're going to take a walk down memory lane, and I want you to think of anything you made blow up or didn't work, or just maybe something fun, maybe something did work, but your favorite engineering-related Duke memory. Definitely my time on the Duke Motorsports team has defined my Duke experience and my Pratt experience in general. To give a specific moment, definitely my sophomore year, 
The last time we had an in-person competition, about two weeks prior, we were testing the car out on research drive and another one of the students, he was driving the car and the throttle cable stuck on the car. So it couldn't brake and it just kept going. And he hopped over a curb in the parking lot and that completely destroyed and bent our entire right side suspension package. So we scrambled two weeks through LDOC, through reading period, through finals to rebuild that entire suspension package and get a car that was even drivable again to take the competition. But all the hard work, all the effort, even the sleepless nights, making memories with the seniors then, it was all worth it to be able to take a car up to Michigan to compete with. And it was fast. It was one of the best cars we ever taken to competition. And still those seniors and those people in my sophomore year are some of my closest friends today that I still keep in touch with. So I think my favorite engineering-related Duke memory, I think it's probably also Jonas, but our torpedo project we did for one night, we had to make this autonomous torpedo that'd be launched from the side of a pool, land in the water, and then guide itself through S-turns, barrel rolls, and make it to the end of the pool. And I blew up several things in that project. At least I won one to see what would happen if I shorted a lipo battery, just because I was curious. So I still have a scar on my finger from that. But also we made the mistake of not realizing what size uh, stepper motors were. So we were looking at the size of the motor and assuming that was an electrical specification. It turned out it wasn't. So we blew out every single one of our stepper motor drivers, except for one. And so the last night, I think we spent 30 straight hours in lab and finally got the entire thing to work, working two small stepper motors off of one single stepper driver. And really cool experience because one, a lot of things blew up, which was always fun. But then also we like actually figured a pretty clever engineering way to make it work. And so that was definitely one of my coolest experiences. My favorite experience, I think it's kind of ongoing. It's not necessarily a moment. Our senior capstone project is, the one word I'd use to describe it is probably excessive, where we just have a massive project that we decided to have too many moving parts to. And so we've spent, I mean, in the last week, I think we've spent 60 hours there. It's been interesting because the amount of challenges that we've had has really validated kind of the do kind of learning experience, right? Where we're coming across problems and we're using stuff from mechatronics. We're using stuff from our like static structures class, right? to figure out how to solve a very real problem. What are you guys building? <laughs> so we're building an autonomous charging robot for eVTOLs. So basically electric planes in order to charge them because they need this charger cable. It's like this thick. Uh, you can't have a human do it because it's too heavy. And so we need a robot that will drive up to the plane, elevate to whatever height the charge port is at, and it might be at different orientations. And so we're designing a robot that can do all of that. Each part of it could be its own senior design team, but here we are trying to do it all in one. And it's been a mess, but it's a type of mess where 13 hours in lab and fly. And so it definitely makes me feel like this is what I should be. Yeah, that sounds like a good mix of like Mechie and, and Mechatronics. I think about people and feeling that they have their Duke experience wrapped up and like some experience that they have to have closure. Do you guys have something or a bucket list? And you're like, once I check this off, I'll be satisfied with my Duke experience. Or is it more like, no, like once graduation happens, I'll be set. The one event that would give me closure just to end these four years and say that I made it is to finish building this year's car, just to be able to get a car on the ground and put myself in the driver's seat, put my fire suit on one more time would be a dream come true. I don't know, especially this last year, but with classes being remote, it hasn't really felt like an academic year. Like we left on spring break and like spring break was extended and all of a sudden we get sent home. And to a degree, I feel like I haven't actually come back. I almost feel like my Duke experience ended when I left Duke that junior year, right? So in terms of like wrapping it all up, 
frankly, I feel like it wrapped up kind of eight months ago. And I've just been working on cool projects since. That was 12 months ago, dude. Uh, it's been <laughs> 13, 13 months. months now. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the senior design project has kind of taken on a little more significance. I think it's for the both of us, but certainly for me, it's kind of like a validation thing for me. This is sort of proof in my head that everything I've done has been worth it. Like if we can make this work, it'll really confirm for me. Like, okay, I've been here for four years. This was worth it. Like this was worth the effort. Is there anything you guys would have done differently? I think I would have come in with a little bit more of an open mind. Knowing Duke and knowing Pratt, how strong it is of a research facility, there are just so many opportunities that are available to students now that I didn't get to take advantage of. I wish I had spent more time just playing around in the collab, working on 3D prints. I wish I had maybe sought out a research opportunity. I wish I had taken more specialized engineering classes past the requirements even. I just feel like with my focus, it was a double-edged sword. I knew what I wanted and I knew what I needed to do to get what I wanted, but it kind of made me scared to go outside of my box. And I'd give that as kind of what I'd recommend to students coming to Pratt is if you can be focused, then reach your dreams, but definitely always keep an open mind. And if opportunities present themselves, take advantage where you can. I think my biggest thing was you definitely hear a lot of horror stories coming into Duke or coming into college in general of people overextending and getting burned out. And so I definitely sort of, in my head, kind of gravitated toward the opposite side of that extreme. So I didn't really get involved in a lot of clubs. I did electric vehicle for about three weeks and then, you know, and it didn't work out very well just in terms of their new member onboarding. They weren't very good about it. So I ended up dropping pretty quickly. I did Frisbee for a year, but stunningly, I'm not a superstar Frisbee player. And so basically, I kind of got to a point where sort of halfway through sophomore year, I sort of didn't have anything really going on. I kind of came into my second semester sophomore year, sort of like I have class, I signed up for four classes and didn't really have anything else. I think my biggest regret was not getting involved in more earlier. So I definitely think, you know, had I gone to, you know, some motorsports meetings or Duke Aero, you know, Duke Robotics. And I think the biggest thing I've learned, particularly as Joan and I have been running a fraternity for a while, is you're, it's very intimidating on the outside when you're a freshman looking in, like, oh my God, these guys are so exclusive. They're all these people are so smart. And then having been on the opposite side of that, like I know that motorsports is like, oh my God, please, we just need, we need body. We need warm bodies, right? But you don't know that as a freshman because 60 people show up to the first meeting and you don't realize that five people show up to the second. And so I think if I'd had that perspective early on, I think I might've been a lot more willing to stick it out in a lot of sort of clubs like this. And so I think that's probably the biggest regret. I very much came into thinking I kind of had figured some things out, right? I had an idea of where I wanted to go. The best way of kind of tracking this is remembering when I told my faculty advisor every single one of our meetings about the direction my life was headed. And then almost every single semester that I met with him, the next time it would be completely different. I'd say every like six months or so, I look back on like the decisions and priorities I had. And I was like, well, that was dumb. Like I wasted, I was so focused on that. And I had put so much time and effort at that point. And now like that particular thing is just not nearly as important as, as I thought it was. And so I think it's definitely given me some perspective on priorities to a degree and not getting so wrapped up in like understanding that no matter like what it is, I think there's kind of a temporal aspect, understanding that that like decision six months from now might not necessarily be the case. And so like getting particularly emotional or like frustrated with something is almost always not worth it. Nice. If you guys have short tidbits of advice to your freshman self, maybe like a one-liner, what would it be? Mine, I think... Kind of like my last answer, I think mine would definitely be like, they need you more than you need them for clubs. Like, you know, go and join. They want you there. 
I think mine would probably be like, don't take yourself so seriously. I think the moment I kind of let go of the idea that I had to be super serious and everything was like extremely important and stuff. I mean, my life dramatically improved. Life can either be fun or it can be stressful and you can decide that. First piece of advice, join the motorsports team. Best, <laughs> best student group in Prague. On a more focused point, I think Duke and Pratt specifically, the resources that are available as both a research institution and a university, take advantage of those resources. There's so many amazing professors here that I wish I had gotten to know better. One that I'll even say in particular is Ken Gall. I know his research in material sciences is second to none. I know Dr. Simmons, well, both Dr. Simmons are both extremely bright. Dr. Hotz is incredible. And I'll say that as my second piece of feedback is get to know the faculty and the staff. They're amazing here in Pratt. Get to know Steve at the machine shop. Get to know Jennifer Ganley. Get to know Chip at the collab. Once you get into Duke, the world is in your hands for the next four years. Cool. We're going to close off with one word to describe your outlook on the future. Excited. Uncertain. I don't know what's coming. Heading out of Duke, heading into the racing world. I hope it'll be innovative. With a lot of changes that are happening in NASCAR, there's a whole lot of different engineering things and simulations that are going to come out of the industry in the next five years, moving to a different type of vehicle. So I hope I can take all my experiences at Duke into the professional world and leave my impact in that regard. Cool. Appreciate your times and thanks for being here. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Lakshay, Duck, and Ben, three EC majors. They're all seniors, and they're here to tell us a little bit about their senior experience at Duke as a Pratt engineer. To begin here, can each of you give me one word to describe your Duke Pratt experience? I'd say explorative. For me, I'd say diverse. I would say uh, theoretical. I love it. With a little more detail here, I'm curious about some of your favorite engineering-related memories at Duke. Yeah, I'd say my favorite memory of engineering would, strangely, I know at Duke, like, people either love EC one time or they hate it, but the, um, the competition we had at the beginning with the bots, I love that a lot. So I was actually going to go with that as well, Luxury, but then I was thought about it before. <laughs> and... Um, there's another class that uh, EC majors have to take. It's called EC230. And one of the first labs you go to, you have to go to one of Duke's own labs where they like fabricate silicon chips. And you get to make your own silicon chip with your own design. That was like a very cool process because you got to like suit up and everything, go into the lab, do the entire process. So I don't know if it speaks to the EC you know, 110 class, but that was also going to be my pick. But as another one that I've really enjoyed, and maybe it's due to some recency bias, but in my senior capstone class, we're currently designing a pulse oximeter for horses. And obviously we can't actually test those on horses. So we're making uh, tissue phantoms and jello and creating these uh, devices each ourselves. It, even though we're working in a group, we all have our own devices. And so just messing around with that, getting to do the wiring in my room and all those kinds of things has been a very fun, hands-on thing that we've gotten to do. I'm squeezing a quick question here because I'm curious. Ben, you said theoretical was your word for Duke, but then you're excited about the hands-on opportunities. I'm just curious to explore that a little bit. Yeah, I think that's actually how it stood out more to me. I think having the opportunity to do something with my hands and kind of in a very tangible engineering way 
has both complemented, also really stood out compared to a lot of the theoretical work I'm, you know, doing, taking notes from lectures on a screen. And so I think that having those rare opportunities, even when we were on campus, are really exciting. And so even though I think a lot of my experience has been theoretical through the Duke Engineering Department, I think that the things that really stand out are the times in which we get to do something really engaging, really exciting, breaking that barrier between classroom and real tangible products. Makes a ton of sense. Jumping on to our next question here about how you approach closure in your Duke experience. I guess I'm curious, also especially considering COVID, how do you feel about ending your Duke experience and what's next for you along the line? For me, this is a really long process I had to go through. It's the way things are. You kind of have to accept it at some point, right? Of course, I'm sure a lot of us like had better ideas of what senior year was supposed to end like. But after a certain point, I just kind of said, this is just the way things are. Take the opportunities that are in front of you and just run with them, you know, and just make the best of whatever you can. So in a way, I think it was kind of nice that end this way because it made me a lot more actionable in how I kind of chased opportunities and did things. Yeah, for me, I'm approaching it as more like just enjoy what I have left and just take things nice and slow. My main stressor for this year was getting a job. But once I got, got that sorted out of, out of the way, I was just relaxing and just taking the time to do my assignments and hanging out with friends. I think, you know, pulling back the curtain a little bit, I would say I haven't. I don't know if I've really come to an opportunity to reach closure. You know, I think that's pretty real for a lot of people. But I think that as we get closer to the end, in some ways, there's a a tinge of denial in there. So I think that's something that I'm, you know, actively seeking out and then trying to reach every day. So hopefully that culminates in something tangible before graduation. But if not, it might be a bit of a rude awakening. Makes a ton of sense. I'm curious, will you guys, if you're comfortable, will you share what you're doing after graduation, what your plans are there? One thing I've been working on this semester, I'm part-timing right now. So I've been working on a startup project of mine. And then in the summer, I'm working on an entrepreneur's program to continue that. And then starting in the fall, I'm working at Nike, a software engineer. Yes, for me, I accepted a software developer position at General Motors in Atlanta, Georgia. I took an electrical hardware engineering position at GM in Detroit. But I did not realize that Duck had also taken position with them just elsewhere. That's awesome. Congratulations to all of you. Bouncing off on that, you've gotten to where you are now. It seems like success is somewhere in your future. But looking back to the past, is there anything that you regret or anything you might have done differently with your Duke experience? So I'm interested in doing a lot of things. Like I picked up a chem minor. I'm kind of sort of pre-med. I'm also engineering somehow. It's a mess. But I'm interested in doing a lot of things. And in that process, especially with starting at Duke, Like I was taking Orgo, I was taking the math major, like engineering classes and like all this crazy stuff. If I could go back and tell myself anything, I'd probably just ease up a little bit, you know, enjoy what you have in front of you, especially like anticipating that this could happen. Like I will have lost a lot of time on campus, right? I would retroactively really like to spend more time, like enjoying more things that Duke itself has to offer. That's just kind of part of the Duke experience, making time for it. Yeah, for me, I feel like... I probably wouldn't have focused too much on the CS side of my double major. I would have uh, done more like engineering related activities, maybe with like a club or my own personal project. Just because looking back at it, I really did enjoy all the like labs or like projects we had in ECE, but I never really just had the time to focus on projects outside of those. I think for me, a big thing that's been eye-opening through my certificate has been how exciting many of the environmental engineering and environmental science departments have to offer. And I think I had a a bit of a negative perception of environmental engineering as a potential track. As an early engineering student at Duke, I think there is a lot of excitement around ECE, especially as just a very viable degree. 
And so I think early on that really set me on that path. But I think going back, I think I might've really considered environmental engineering as something that I would have been passionate about and really enjoyed as contrasting ECE. Although I think very fortunately, I'm still going to get to go do a lot of the things environmental engineering would have helped me get to. So still very thankful for that. If you have any additional advice, that's our fourth question here, whether it's engineering or not. I'm kind of pitching this as if you were to talk to your freshman self, what would you tell yourself before embarking on this adventure? Would you have a mantra or a general piece of advice for yourself? At least not to repeat myself from last time. I RA when I was on campus, I was RAing both of my years. And just something that college students are so bad at is sleeping. I don't know why everyone's so quick to brag about how little they slept or like that they're just willing to give it up so easily, but please sleep. <laughs> just, just it's, it's good for you, man. Just go, go to bed. It's okay. You, it won't make a difference starting 4 a.m. versus like 8 a.m. It's okay. <laughs> just sleep. <laughs> that's it. I think for me, it would probably be plan better. And that, that's just not involving like schoolwork, but plan better for like club activities. And also eventually when people start going to recruiting plan better for recruiting, like when you're going to start rec- the recruiting process, how much time you should put into setting out applications and then uh, doing those first rounds of assessments and all that stuff. I'm sure a lot of other upperclassmen will repeat this. And especially since becoming a TA, I'll say this, but go to office hours because the TAs want to help you. And they, it can only help. It really, it can't hurt you. It can only help. Helps you build connections, helps you meet new people, and then really helps solidify the topics. I think too often, freshman, sophomore year, I was restraining out of pride or some other, re- or saying that it would have taken up too much of my time. I was too busy. I couldn't go. And I think I really, there's a lot to, to be gained from those opportunities to go talk with someone who really knows that stuff. And I think that's something I could have definitely done better as an underclassman who felt maybe a little socially anxious about talking to either a professor or TA or something like that. So I think that's a big piece of advice that if you can get over that hurdle, go to office hours. Thanks for sharing, everybody. Before we head off, do you each have one word to describe how you're feeling about the future? Excited. I'm also going to go with excited. To maybe put a little bit of like a, an anxious spin on it, I'll go anticipatory. I think that combining a bit of excitement and a little bit of anxiousness about what could happen, I think that blends those well. That makes a lot of sense, guys. I really appreciate you being here and chatting with us today. Again, this is Lakshay, Duck, and Ben, three fantastic EC majors, and more info about them will be on our website if you're interested. Hey guys, my name is Priya. I am the This Engineering Life editor, and today I'm actually going to be conducting an interview. Today I have here with me Samantha and Akila. They're both civil engineers with environmental concentrations. Sam is also getting a certificate in global development engineering, and she's from Connecticut. And Akila is from Orlando, Florida, and also getting a dance minor. They're both very involved in research and both engineering and non-engineering clubs and involvement on campus. And they tell me that they also knew each other from studying abroad in Australia. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. So today we're doing senior reflections. And the first thing, what is one word that you would use to describe your Duke experience or Duke Pratt experience in specific? I feel like I've done such a wide variety of things on campus. So I would say, I guess, varied. I think what's great about Duke is that you can really dive into a bunch of different areas and there are a lot of different opportunities, you know, whether you want to do research or get involved in clubs. 
so yeah, I, I feel like I've done quite a number of different things on campus. So I would say varied is probably a word to describe that. Yeah, I would just say jumping off of Sam's concept, just unique or kind of unexpected in a sense. I think that coming into Duke, I didn't really know exactly what engineering was, let alone civil engineering. And I've just learned so much over the past four years. So I would just say every single experience that I've had at Duke was unexpected, but just, you know, on the back end, I'm so grateful for a lot of the opportunities that I've had. Okay, great. So my first question I have is... What is your favorite Duke memory? And that could be if you have one that's specifically engineering related. And then also for as a bonus, if you have a non-engineering related one, like maybe something social. I think that my favorite Duke experience was actually one of those kind of first unexpected type of situations that occurred. And it was my freshman year. I just saw a poster in the 20s cafe and it was saying like, if you want to go to China, Dr. Bergen was like hosting a trip for like undergraduate research students. And I didn't have another class on my schedule at the time. Like this was around book bagging. So I said, let me just email him and see like what the class is about. And I was literally just eating lunch and I emailed him and he said, oh yeah, come in for interview that day. And that night he said, yeah, you're going to China for like, you know, next semester. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> um, this is so cool. So it was also so cool because I got the opportunity to really get into research more than I think a lot of people at that time were able to get into it because it was a class where you had to come up with your own research project. And I feel like a lot of the times in undergrad, you are kind of given what to do and then you just kind of do your results and your conclusion. So it gave us a lot of independence. And I think that that was really kind of integral to the rest of my deep experience. I would say one of my favorite memories or experiences here at Duke was the Duke Engineers for International Development project in Madagascar. I got involved in that project early in my freshman year. That was one of the reasons that I applied to Duke is that this organization was here at Duke and there was this opportunity to work on these really impactful projects. And that project, I think, especially informed a lot of my research going forward and my desire to get a master's degree. Awesome. I think it's really interesting you both mentioned studying abroad or going out of the country based on Duke opportunities for your favorite memories. My next question I have for you is, what are your post-graduation plans? So yeah, I will be pursuing a master's degree in environmental engineering at Stanford. So I plan on focusing on the, it's called the human health and the environment track. And so that's really focused on combining public health and environmental engineering. And I specifically really want to study water sanitation and hygiene. So looking at, you know, what are the best approaches to addressing water access issues and what are the technologies? And this summer, I will probably try to take it easy. You know, the last thing I want is to be burnt out once I start my graduate degree. Yeah, so I'm a GEM fellow. So that program is for graduate students. It's a scholarship for university sponsorship and also employer sponsorship. So I'll be attending Northwestern in the fall to get a master's of civil engineering. Not on a specific track right now, but I'm looking more towards green infrastructure. And then as my employer sponsor, I'll be working at Amazon this summer and next summer. Kind of in actually a left field type of way. It's it's definitely not civil engineering. Um, What I'll be doing, it's more on the supply chain side and within tech and innovation. So I'm super excited to get involved with that. I, I definitely feel like my Duke experience has been extremely interdisciplinary and that's something that I actually really appreciate about Duke. So I'm excited to continue that on and then also start studying in the fall for my master's and then potentially a PhD. 
Wow, those are all really awesome opportunities for your future. Is there anything that you guys regret or maybe would do differently about your Duke experience or just undergrad experience in general? I know I definitely have some already. So I'm kind of curious now that you guys have actually gone through all four years, what you guys think looking back on it? I think that something that isn't stressed enough, in my opinion, is the importance of mentorship and seeing as, you know, I think even when I was a freshman, I kind of knew that this is the general career path that I wanted to take. But I do wish that I kind of sought out more mentors who their field of study is more relevant to what I actually want to do. You know, I've asked so many professors and other mentors about, you know, how should I go about pursuing this career path? And I've received so many different tips saying, oh, you should do a master's in engineering management. You should work for 10 years and then go back to school. You should get a PhD. And I think that advice is only so helpful if it's from people who don't really have the same career path or interests as you. So I think something that I wish I'd done earlier is reach out to people who maybe aren't even at Duke, but maybe who have a more robust water sanitation and hygiene program to get more of that insight that's more specific to what I want to do. I think something that fundamentally I would do different is just relaxing. I think that I spent a lot of time, especially freshman year and sophomore year, just worried about what everyone else was doing, worried about why weren't my stats as good as other people's stats. And like now that I'm here, and having, you know, all the opportunities and no one really seems to care about those type of things is what I've realized. And it's really doing that networking, finding out and reaching into all those different, I guess you can say sex of like how Sam was saying, speaking to people in industries, speaking to people at universities, like that's how you're able to really gain traction. And I realized that if I would have spent more time doing that in the beginning, I think I wouldn't have had such a, a hard kind of turnaround, like, wait, you don't know what's going on. And then I feel like sometimes I also, especially now not having, you know, a senior year on campus, I wish I did do a little bit more relaxing so that I could have done a few more things that I didn't even think that I wouldn't be able to do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as mentorship, I've been really undecisive about what I've wanted to do until like this year. And I just recently got into DTech and like their scholarship program because a lot of the opportunities they offer are related to like mentorship and workshops. So I'm really excited to finally, now that I have an idea of what I want to do, ask someone, you know, how can I end up here or figure out even more what I want to do. So I'm really excited for that. And then the last question I have is, do you have any advice for current college students, maybe rising seniors, incoming freshmen? Just anybody about either the college experience, the Duke experience more specifically, or engineering, just one piece of advice that you would give. I think that one really important piece of advice is that you don't have to have everything figured out right away. I actually, up until this winter, I would say, I thought that I would be working after I graduated for a few years and then after, you know, gaining some work experience, I would maybe go back to school. And then even just speaking with mentors this fall and looking at what it is I want to do with my career and next steps, that's kind of when I pivoted to pursuing a graduate degree. So you don't have to have everything figured out right away. It's okay if you're still a bit uncertain about what you want to do. 
you do always have time to make those pivots. It's not the end of the world if you don't have the exact internship or the exact job that you want right away, because, you know, we do have some time. We're only in our early 20s. Yeah, I would say that I would encourage people to not even start writing out their four-year plan, because I think that it's so interesting. Like, I think I had an idea of what I thought it was going to be like, and now it's not only different, but so much better and so much more rich than I thought it could have ever been. So I think that I would encourage people to take opportunities that you wouldn't imagine yourself enjoying. Because if you have opportunities and you have room and space for that, I think that that's where that growth happens. And if you have a four-year plan that's pretty stagnant, there's really no growth that happens in, in that plan. So I think that I would encourage people to not write it all the way off. It's like, I'm going here for four years. This is what I'm going to do. Some people do end up doing that, but I think that most of us really, we change pretty sporadically. Pretty, I feel like I've changed my life path like four times in the last maybe two months. So, mm-hmm. That's actually so great to hear because I feel like I worry about that a lot. Just I'm so intimidated by people who sound like they have their whole life figured out. And like, even my parents are like, what are you going to do after college? Or even before coming to college, they were kind of scaring me because they were like, you're not going to be one of those people who change your majors. You have to know exactly what you want to do going in. And I knew I coming here, I had a not great idea of what I wanted to do. And it's so much less stressful going through thinking that that's okay. And I'll figure it out as I go because I have. So thank you guys so much for interviewing with me today. And to finish off, do you have one word you would use to describe your feeling about the future or your outlook on the future? I would say anticipation. I can't wait to, you know, dive into all the things that I'm planning on doing in my master's program. Of course, you know, I think it will be nice to have a bit of a break from school this summer. But yeah, I'm really excited to dive into more of the things that are really specific to my interests. I'm kind of imagining it like we were on like a large interstate highway or just like regular car, you know, just mosing down the highway. And now we're on kind of our own road with like a really nice car and we're just cruising down and I'm feeling like that we have a a target, we have a destination. And I think that that's exciting because I think when I was on that interstate, I was like, it's too much. (laughs) It's too much going on. There are too many other people around me. Um, So I I think my word is race car because I'm just like, I'm, (laughs) I'm super geared towards where I'm going and I'm excited to reach there. It's a car because I think that it's like ultimately a journey. I know that I'm not at my destination in any way. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that metaphor so much. That's such a fun word. You put so much thought into that. I love it. That's all I had for you guys today. So thank you guys so much for letting me interview you. Hey everyone, it's Sydney and I'm here today with Tammy and Alyssa, both of whom are biomedical engineering majors and seniors at Duke. We're going to be talking a little bit about their senior reflections and just how their experience was as an engineer during the last four years. So thanks both of you for talking with us today. Of course. Okay, awesome. First question, how would you describe your Duke experience in one word? I think maybe diversifying. I feel like, especially within the BME program, we got to learn about so many different types of things and have so many different experiences. I think mine would be hectic. It's been a lot. BME at Duke is very tiresome. There's also so many classes that you have to take, like 34 out of 36 are like predetermined. So it's always been like really, really busy, but it's also been like a good experience. I think 
I've gotten to learn a lot about BME and basically what Alyssa said, like you learn a diversity of different things, like Emmy, a bit of EC, a bit of civil, like everything kind of just ties together. So you're able to like dip your toes in many pools of water. Yeah, no, I can, I can attest to the fact that there's so many classes we have to take in front. So do you think that that restrictiveness is like good or bad? Like, is there anything you would have done differently about your Duke experience or your Pratt experience? I think having that experience makes it really easy to make decisions if you're like indecisive, right? But also having that diversity, I think is really nice. I say this to this day, I think my biggest regret in college was coming in predetermined as BME. I think I would have found my way to BME eventually, but I really wish that I started off as undecided, just come in not having any expectations and then like morph my way into BME and tried a bunch of other things. So I think having the um, the predetermined classes was actually pretty helpful for me because I came into college very determined that I was going to be working on like prosthetics in my future. And I couldn't really think of other forms of BME that weren't involved in like prosthetics. And then like, because I had kind of these foundational experiences, I was exposed to some other aspects of BME and I ended up being more interested in like diagnostic devices and other medical devices. So I think that having kind of that structure was really helpful. And then like senior year, you kind of get to pick more of your electives and there are some really like interesting experiences you can only have at Duke. So once you have that foundation, it's kind of easy to build off into those electives. Yeah, totally. I've heard from so many seniors that they're always like, just wait till you get to the end. Like those classes are so much more fun and they're not like the basic like math, science, chem that are just really plugging and chugging numbers. You know, you actually get to apply what you've learned later on, which I think is really cool. And I'm excited to get to those classes. I wish that that was a little sooner, you know, we didn't have to wait four years in order to get yeah. there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think EJR 101 does a good job of that, but it's also like just that one semester, you know, and then after that, it's like, all right, here's three years of um, just really non-application material. Um, How would you say you approach closure with your Duke experience, especially during this pandemic? I think that um, for one, being kind of off campus, but close to campus, I still had the opportunity to kind of go in for certain like labs and things like that. And that was, I'm really like blessed for that experience. But in terms of like the online learning, I, th- I mean, the closure only came from like, you know, getting to talk to like professors one-on-one or getting to talk to students and kind of having some of those personable connections. The classes are definitely different online than they probably would be in person. I would say for me, I guess the closure came into having no expectations, like coming into senior year, like from last, I definitely had a lot of expectations, but after COVID hit, I was like, nothing's going to like live up to these expectations that I have of my senior year at Duke. So I think there's no point in having them. And I think that through that, I was able to enjoy more like one-on-one individual conversations, basically like Alyssa was saying, like with friends or like professors, because you don't really expect it to be like the raving social life that you had before COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You mentioned like you didn't feel like you were going to have the memories like you wanted to have kind of like what were those and like what do you think is your favorite memory now? Like, like maybe what did you think was a little bit different that you didn't expect to really enjoy? So I really enjoy like dance. So like in previous years, like some of my best memories were like performing at Awaz or LNY and the after parties and just hanging out with the team. And like for like Rhythm, which is a team that I'm on, like we used to go and have competitions in Boston and DC. And so we used to travel a lot for competitions. And that was kind of what I was looking forward to, right? Because I I took Mm -hmm. a break from dance junior year because I wanted to focus more on BME. So like my expectation was that I would do it again senior year, but obviously was not able to do so. And so I would say those are some of my favorite memories from before COVID, but like after COVID, 
honestly, it's just a little moment, you know, it's kind of more of an individual, like me and Alyssa, we made breakfast one day or brunch. I like still remember that, that hit different. It was so good. Mm -hmm. And just memories like that, just individual interactions with people getting to share these memories still during a COVID year with individual people rather than like an entire group, but then like being able to also keep in touch with them, you know? My favorite memory, pre-COVID, um, I'm also on a dance team and I was on the Dancing Devils and we just loved like performing at basketball games. Obviously like that, that environment's super unique. BME related, I love projects that involved like going into the collab and like physically making things and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And then I think post-COVID for dance, I feel like we still had some really good memories. We had like virtual dance practices where like anyone could join. So you could be like anywhere in the world and join. And then for like our BME classes, for our design class, which Tammy was in with me, instead of building a physical product, we did something that was like more theoretical, but I think it was interesting because we had like less limitations on what we could actually make. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. What would you say your general advice is to any student, um, whether in engineering or not? I think my advice would just be like, have as many experiences as possible, like try as many things as possible especially like in college and at Duke, like it's such a conducive environment to trying new things and seeing like what works for you, even just learning from a new experience. Yeah, I absolutely love that answer. So I'm going to just tag along onto it. But I feel like a lot of individuals think that, you know, when they come here, they have to find their passion or something that they're going to do for the rest of their life. And it's just very much not like that. I think a lot of people struggle finding their passion. So being able to experience a lot of different things and find what interests you, it could be five different things that interest you and you can dip your toes in all those pools, but it doesn't have to be one thing that you're going to do for the rest of your life because you, your mm-hmm. career is 50 more years of whatever else you want to do in your life. And you can switch and you can go from BME to consulting to banking to CS to everything. And I feel like a lot of people in Duke do that, like that graduated from Duke and like keeping up with the diversity of experiences is something that I think will be beneficial for the rest of your days as well. Yeah, I love that. I think it's really important to just try new things, see different perspectives. You don't have to be so narrow-minded all the time, especially when all of our work is very black and white as engineers. But Last thing for me is what's one word to describe your outlook on the future or what your future holds? And like, what is that for you right now? Like, what are you going to do post-graduation if you even know? I think maybe the word would just be like ambitious. I feel like I kind of have a good right foundation now where I feel confident, like pursuing kind of different things. And I'm really excited. So I'm next year, I'm going to be working at Roche Diagnostics and I'm doing a rotational program where I get to try out like different business functions. And I feel like I might not have the most experience in those things, but especially like coming from Duke and having the intersectionality of the experiences that I've had, I'm confident that I could just like try to jump into something and figure out if it's a potential career path or not. I guess the word that I would use is probably nerve wracking. Obviously a lot of individuals, I'm scared of the future, but I'm also kind of excited, right? To see like what the future has for me. But I've talked to you about this and I've talked to everyone about this, actually. It's just, I will never be in like a same space where I live with like 6,000 other individuals that are the same age and share a lot of similarities with me and what they enjoy to study, what daily life schedules, like everything, you know, like a lot of people at Duke are very like, obviously there's a lot of diversity here, but there's a lot of similarities as well with passions, interests, and ambition. So although I am excited to have these new experiences, I'm sad to let go of this space where I'm able to have certain experiences with people like my own age and again, with people with the similar interests as me. Yeah, that makes sense. We also are sad to see you go. I know I just met you this year. And I'm like, dang it, why did she have to leave? And I, I wish you the best of luck. 
in your future. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I also love how both of you are doing really different things and yet we study the same thing. So yeah, well, thanks for chatting. All right, cool. Those were nice to hear those senior reflections. Do you all have any key takeaways you want to talk about? I thought it was super interesting listening to the similarities between engineers from all of the major different engineering disciplines and how specifically I thought it was interesting how much projects really seem to impact the perception and the the favorite moments of each of the engineers. I really relate to that personally, just having really enjoyed taking what I've learned in classes and using it beyond. And I feel like that's what it means to be an engineer. So it makes a lot of sense that that's some of these people's favorite. Yeah, I also agree with what Grant said about the projects, because I personally, other than EGR 101, I haven't had any hands-on experience of applying things I've learned. So I'm really looking forward to senior year doing, you know, like senior design projects. And I think my favorite part was the advice and the thing to regrets, because I feel like those are pretty tied together. And most of them were just about, you know, keeping an open mind and getting involved and not worrying about what other people are doing. And I found that really nice to hear, kind of like backing up what I feel like I've been doing so far. And then they also gave really good advice, at least in my interview, they were talking about taking advantage of resources and really trying to find mentors who can help you and you can ask them questions about the industry and stuff like that. And then also just taking classes for fun and then realizing that it's your college experience and it shouldn't always be about academics. Yeah, definitely. I think that what they were saying about what they really loved or what they wish they would have done more of really related our Dean Ravi episode when Dean Ravi was like, instead of trying to maximize your Duke experience, try to maximize your life. The BNU students talked about traveling for the dance showcases and stuff or with COVID, you know, just the smaller moments like making brunch or like sitting out on the quad and stuff like that. And I feel like those things are just as important in your prior experience. And it's really nice to see that the things that you actually remember oftentimes are not those projects as far as the actual content you learn, but like more so how you felt like working with the team, seeing the project come to fruition and stuff and see that over the course of these four years, how much you've learned and how much you've grown. Yeah, I agree with all of those things. I thought it was interesting that multiple senior engineers brought up environmental engineering, which is a very small major here. I've been thinking about it recently and I'm like, I feel like there should be more environmental engineers given the state of the world and where it's going. So it's exciting to think that people are thinking about that. And I hope that's a larger movement forward. The other thing I like to hear was that everyone seemed to be excited about the future. So as we move into senior year, it's exciting to know that brighter things ahead as well. So yeah, really nice to hear from the seniors. Should we end our podcast with one word to describe our podcast season three experience? I guess for me, a hyphenated word, self-growth. I think I was really nervous being a co-host and having to meet a bunch of new people and interview them. But I think as we've gone on, like it's been really great to see you get more comfortable and like the interviewees get more comfortable. And maybe COVID played a part in that because it forced you to sit with your emotions (laughs) since there was nothing else to do. I think for me, it would be either informational or just like resources, because as the editor, I was just listening to all the interviews. I didn't necessarily have the pressure of like interviewing people like y'all did. 
but I at least got to listen through all the podcast content and really take in everything that everyone was saying. There was a lot of good advice, a lot of good resources, and I learned about a lot of opportunities available at Duke that I probably wouldn't have sought to find otherwise. I think I feel very reflective about my time on the podcast so far. And some of you may know, I've taken the last year off from being a Duke student, actually working two different internships and spending the semester on the podcast, speaking to Duke students of all different varieties, freshmen just beginning on their experience, seniors beginning to end their experience and me sort of removed from things that it really has made me reflect on how I've chosen to spend the last few years of my Duke life and how I really want to take advantage of the next year and a half that I have to make it everything that I really want it to be and to get out of things. The most I possibly can, both for my time at Duke and for my time in the rest of my life. I'm going to choose two words. One of them is going to be exposure. And then the other one I'm going to talk about is fun. I will say that I had a lot of fun this season. Got to talk to a lot of cool people. Got to learn a lot of great things and get exposed to different aspects of Duke that I didn't know about. But overall, it was nice hanging out with my co-hosts, talking to Dr. Simmons and getting to know and spread the good word of Duke University. It was good having fun with you all, and I can't wait till season four. Let's go. So exciting. Let us know if you have any episode requests. And alumni, please reach out if you have a cool job. Also, any student who wants to be interviewed, let us know. Or if you want to be part of the podcast, if you're interested in being a future host or editor or website designer or social media expert, let us know. Thank you, Dr. Simmons, for leading this podcast and making it better every season. Thanks, everyone. Have a great summer. We're going to close off with one word to describe your outlook on the future. Excited. Uncertain. Innovative. Excited. Excited. Anticipatory. Anticipation. The race car. Ambitious. Nerve-wracking. This Engineering Life is brought to you by the Pratt School of Engineering at Duke University. A special thanks to all of our interviewees for sharing their experiences. Our senior producer is Dr. Rebecca Simmon. Our editor is Priya Juarez. Our theme music is from Silverman Sound, Audionautics, and Kevin McLeod. This was the last episode of season three. Be sure to check back next semester for new episodes on engineering life at Duke University. Thank you to our listeners for being with us throughout this season, and we hope you have a great summer. Congratulations to the class of 2021. You can find this episode and more resources online at thisengineeringlife.com. I'm Fran. I'm Sydney. I'm Priya. And I'm Grant. And this has been This Engineering Life. See you again soon.